In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. But Mark, from what you've heard, uh, you know, how does that sound in, in real life? Uh, as far as raising, I think your boy's age from newborn to 18, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling around here. Um, one to 20. One to 20. What, what are your concerns as a father? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that is a lot. Um, I'm, it's concerning. It's concerning the response um, from a mental health professional um, and from a, a, a man that looks like me. Um, it's concerning. It's concerning that um, my boys would experience anything along along that timeline, one through twenty, and be treated um, as a member of a marginalized community. I guess instead of being treated according to their needs, um, that you're going to see the color of their skin first, and that response may very well be different. It's disconcerting. I also work in higher ed, and so you know the. The conversation and the, the hot button is, is equity. And so I'm concerned that my children won't receive equity just in a need, in a, in a time of need. Hmm. And that would, that would be a problem. That would be very problematic. So let me ask you about the, the stigma on, on mental health, because that, that is, if you talk to Marcel and his counterparts, that is the biggest battle that they fight to get, to get uh, people to just accept it and, and, and to, to go into the program. As, as a parent, um, if, if you hear that recommendation for your child, is that, is that problematic for you? Do, you? do you see the benefit? Do you see the aid? Or are you worried about, oh, now my child's in a program, quote unquote? No, I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned with um, equity of services available. Um, I am from a, you know, a large family, um, you skin your knee to suffer a psychotic break. First thing they're going to do is pray for you. Um, but then, you know, we have to be responsible enough to know that, that there has to be a next step and it is to seek, you know, service if it's necessary. It is to seek, um, a level of evaluation, um, um, yeah, and, and, and that, so that's why I like you know, Marcel's Achilles heel, Achilles example. It's great analogy. It is a you know what's going to happen to your ankle in that scenario is temporary, and right. so people don't understand the 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 temporariness uh, a lot of times of mental health services is not all lifetime conditions, lifetime right. diagnosis. Right. It is a lot of times a you're not going to be on Zoloft for, <laughs> yeah, for 40 yeah. years. I mean, it's just. And, and, and right. so it, 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 right. But if you can commit to the services, it'll set your life on a right. different trajectory uh, that you can't do in hey, your own. Isaac, Isaac, just a quick thought on that. I'm so glad, Mark, you brought up this idea around the, the spiritual piece, right? Mm-hmm. Faith has been sometimes a blessing and a curse for us as black people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not here to pick a side necessarily. I'm just here to suggest that they can be. it can be a challenge, right? Because, again, it's that mindset, right? You rarely hear a pastor, when you tear up that Achilles, say, hey, let's just pray it up. Right? right? They, don't, they, they tell you, to, hey, I'm going to pray for you. But they say, hey, you should see that doc. But for whatever reason, when it comes to a mental health perspective, prayer seems to be sufficient. So, 
again, it's, it's a huge stigma. And, and some of that does come, I think, from the connection for many black folks in faith. I know you say you're not picking a side, but you just picked a side. Yeah, you're getting a little, a little iconoclast uh, here. But what, Marcel? You you brought up something. I don't want to get personal. I'll just you and I have gone through some very similar things within our family as as far as uh, dealing with grief and and dealing with loss of people that that we love. And I think that's a huge issue. I learned so much going through the stages of grief over the last year after experiencing several losses within my family. And once again, I had never I had never been taught that grief counseling was really a component of mental health. You know, I, I thought that I thought that grief counseling was something that was optional. Um, you know, you can push through or choose not to push through. And, you know, I've talked to Isaac offline as uh, some of the things that I went through uh, really had to I had to spend significant time in grief counseling to be able to move forward. And it was difficult for me. And, you know, I don't mind sharing on the show. I didn't go to grief counseling until I had gone through a period where I hadn't left my home for, for 14 days. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, taking care of basic hygiene stuff and I wasn't eating. And, you know, finally I realized I was like, I have to go and get some help. And like you said, um, we've had people on the show, Isaac, uh, you have four black men that are on this program that are all high performers, that are all, uh, you know, family supporters, have, have, have wives and, and family and kids and, and stuff going on that they have to work towards. So you don't always feel like you have the time to take a month off to heal or take a month off to grieve because there's so much pressure on you to perform, to perform, perform. Well, I wasn't able to perform until I got the grief counseling. You know, I wasn't going to be of any value to anyone until I got that help. And I'm so glad that that I invested in that grief counseling. I was able to help me get to back back to where I need to be. But I just know that there's so many people that have gone through it. And I've talked about it on the show. And it wasn't until I experienced some losses that I had to see that for myself. I'll just say two quick things, Jay, to your to your transparency. Number one, let's, let's deal with it from a real quick chemical perspective. High level of grief means high level of cortisol. High mm. level of cortisol means an attack on the brain from a chemical perspective, wow. which can imbalance the brain, i.e. mental health concerns. Wow. Outside of that, you and I both have some experience of families of faith. Right. And I watched my father as a pastor of 45 years trying to deal with my mother who had dementia and Parkinson's. And understanding you, it was so clear that he wow. needed support. Mm. And yet, while he would tell everyone else around him if they were in the situation what that support would look like, which would include both faith and counseling. Mm. His ability to accept that as the king of his fiefdom, uh, the respected father and friend of many to be able to take that on himself right. was extremely, extremely challenging Very. to say the least. I went through the same when my father was also a, a pastor of 40 years, you know, as, as, as we were going through what we were going through, I even had to say to my father, you know, he was, he was approaching it as a Marcel, he's approaching it as a pastor. And I had to say, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't sister Jones from church. Like this is mom. Like we, we, this is not, this is not, you know, one of your parishioners is, Oh, we're going to pray through it. And, you know, it's just like, Hey, it's okay to throw a tantrum. It's okay to be disheveled. It's okay to be completely distraught because we're, you know, we're losing the matriarch of our family and him and I worked through it together, but it was a, it was a learning experience for the both of us. And it's a continued learning experience for me. And it's, you know, in many ways having someone like yourself on the show and to have this discussion, Isaac, it's, it's cathartic for me because I had to learn that if I did not 
manage that grief and manage all of my thoughts and I wasn't honest about what was going on, I was never going to be able to move forward. And it was just my wife and my family. I was not able to take that risk and not manage that. So I, I took the time and, and made some very difficult decisions, but went into a full uh, a full host of, of services for grief counseling and, and spent many months in that. That's good it, stuff, Jake. Yeah, this has been a great dis- discussion. I would have never thought it would have gone uh, to the religious side, but right. it, it, that has been helpful as well, uh, especially especially knowing how blacks view re- religion. It is a both and. It is a pray pray and seek uh, resources right. and help. That, that's how we've got to approach uh, our, our issues. I know you got a hard stop, Isaac. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, we will do this again. Thank you, Mark and Marcel. Appreciate you. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. He's a sweet soul, brother. Joining us on the Lance Day Radio Network tonight, the one and only Pete Rock, the Chocolate Boy Wonder. My favorite Pete Rock remix is the Jump Around remix Jump around. and the Public Enemy, the I Shut, shut Him down. down. Who do you well, rock with that some of the young bulls that's out in the industry today? Well, I definitely say the whole Brazilian click, and then I'll say the PDE click, you know, um, you know. You know, J. Cole. Uh, I, I, I love you to death, Pete Rock. I love you to no death, Pete Rock. And me and Pete Rock supposed to do something as well. Dope. No doubt, bro. Dope. Let's get it pop. He's a sweet soul, brother, brother, brother. When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. James Lewis. And, and shout out to everywhere where I can go and get a good oxtail with extra gravy. Some of the spots here in Nashville, man, they don't want to they give you the guy was like, me, me know we, we can't give you extra gravy. I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm willing to pay for it. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. What's oxtail and rice and peas if you don't have any extra gravy? What are, what are we doing here? What's the point? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out with a solution. And we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of 
the, the greatest people in America are American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, you're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared, and it's boxed in a Full Cart Fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help feeding children everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. You are listening to a Best Of series only on Lance J Plus.